Welcome to Health Rants. Join us and learn how not to let healthcare rip you off or kill you. Together, we will explore the secrets of healthcare and give you insight on how to make a better and informed decision about your health and your healthcare. I'm Dr. Bob Braille. I'm a chiropractor for over 40 years, and I've seen it and heard it all. So welcome to our podcast, Health Rants. Hello and welcome to this uh, edition of Health Rants. I'm Dr. Bob Braille, your host, and today's uh, podcast is titled Overkill. And what I mean by that is is this. We are now post-pandemic. As of just a couple of days ago, uh, not that this was the absolute fundamental, you know, hard word on it, but the CDC relaxed their uh, six-foot distancing. They relaxed the mask stuff that they were talking about. You know, in other words, officially, even though for most people it ended quicker, officially the uh, CDC is saying, okay, we're done, uh, which is cool. And um, not that that was the guiding star for me as far as uh, what was, you know, what I, how I was conducting my life and what I was doing, but it is a good indication for the general population and the world uh, where we are. Now, that being said, a couple of things that I've noticed and uh, wanted to report on here and speak about just a little bit. First of all, we've all suffering from uh, what I call uh, PTSD, uh, post, uh, might be PCSD, post-COVID stress syndrome, meaning that a lot of people out there are like uh, really tense now about any germ or anybody. You know, I used to go into church and there'd be a whole bunch of people coughing if you haven't noticed it. Well, now somebody coughs and everybody freaks. You know, if you go to sneeze, it's like, oh, my God, everybody looks at you. Uh, There's a little bit of overkill here. You know, I used to fly on planes a lot prior to 9-11 and actually quite a bit right afterwards, too. And everything was different. I mean, you looked at exits. You did this. They had the warnings. They did searches going onto the plane. Uh, Now, unfortunately, you go to a movie theater, you look for where the exits are. I never used to do that years ago, but now we do because we've had shootings. You go into a big box store and you automatically start to think, where are the exits here? And and that's a sad state of affairs, uh, but it's a different subject. Right now, we're in a post-COVID scenario where we are highly desensitized to things that are um, affecting us as far as how we look at health, how we look at germs, how we look at viruses, etc. You know, before COVID, Somebody sneezed, and it was just impolite to have them sneeze on you. Uh, now it's like this major crime. You know, people coughed, and you say, oh, gee, I hope they feel better, and then you'd move right along. Uh, there's a problem, though. Right now we are oversensitizing. And here's the thing. Let, let me start off with something. I am not a conspiracy theory person. I'm not going to tell you that there are nanites in the vaccines or that this was some big conspiracy put together, the whole COVID thing. No, it was real. There was really a virus. It was really COVID-19. It was really stronger than the other waves of viruses that have come along. And looking back in retrospect, it very much followed kind of what I predicted from the get-go, which was the first wave is the most deadly, but, but not the most contagious. And then subsequent wage, uh, waves got less deadly, less virulent. 
and more contagious until finally the last ones are so contagious everybody probably got it, you know, but nobody's dying from it. Almost nobody is dying from it, except those that are already, you know, pre-weakened severely. So we're in a scenario now where, okay, you know what, everybody's probably had some exposure to it. However, there's a little bit of an issue here. If you've noticed lately, people have gotten more commonly sick with colds and viruses than you might have remembered before. Now, some of that might be we're a little more sensitized to it, so we recognize it. But I honestly think people are, 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 are more likely to become sick. And here's my theory on this, and it holds water. Um, you break an arm. Okay, I'm going to give you a little scenario here. You break an arm. You go to the doctor. They set the arm. They put a cast on your arm. You wear the, you wear the cast for, let's say, six weeks. At the end of the six-week period, what happens? They take the cast off, and that arm is weaker. The musculature is weaker. The whole use of it, the range of motion is not as good. You almost have to kind of rehab it back a bit to get it back to where it's the same as the other arm. Now, that is because you didn't use it. We've all heard the term, if you don't use it, you lose it. Very, very true. Well, you know, we only think of that in terms of your musculature. How about your immune system? Guess what? It works that way, too. You know, there have been studies done that show that kids who play outside and are exposed to more things within a realm of reasonability, most of more dirt and more germs, actually are healthier. The ones that are completely protected, that they're always sanitized, those children are sicker. And the reason is their immune systems have never had a chance to fight things off. Well, guess what, folks? We went through a year of a lot of people wearing masks all the time, meaning that even if they were grossly limiting the number of viruses and bacteria they were coming into, they were weakening their immune systems because their immune systems didn't have to try. I mean, if we were inside for the longest time and not even being exposed to people, we are weakening our immune systems. You know, as a historical reminder, I want to talk about the native people who lived in Mexico years ago, the Aztecs, uh, you know. And what happened? You get people who come over from, uh, from Europe, the Spanish, the Mayans are living there, you know, whatever native people were in Mexico. And the Spanish come over, and it's not like they wiped the people out. What they did was expose them to disease that they had no defenses for, had nothing, never been exposed to, and they, they wind up being exposed at a full blast. And what happens? I think the population decimation was like 90%. You know? Uh, when we come in contact with things, we're not ready to defend ourselves again. As a, as a society, the hit is tremendous. I mean, COVID was something we were not prepared to defend ourselves to. So when it hit, it was uh, hard. A lot of people got extremely sick. A lot of people died. A million Americans died, you know? And, you know, there was noise about, oh, well, they were weakened. Not In the beginning, that wasn't necessarily the case. I know people who died who I don't think their immune systems were compromised at all. It just was overwhelming, and it got them. And that that's kind of what happened in a number of cases. And like I said, it was much more deadly up front. And then as the subsequent waves came, as it mutated, it was more contagious but less dangerous. 
as far as a the chances of taking you if you did succumb to it. I caught COVID in the Delta, which was the second kind of big wave, and I was sick for about three days. And then, as I mentioned in one of my previous podcasts, I got really kind of um, angry at myself for getting sick because I don't like to have anything really dictate to me how I'm going to function. And so I went outside. It was the summertime. I went outside, started doing heavy, heavy physical work, chopping wood, etc. And within hours, I felt euphoric and much better. And that was the end of my COVID, three days worth. Whereas people were sick for weeks, you know, with the thing. And some still lingering, you know. Um, So, you know, the normal transition is it's worse in the beginning, less later on. And as a society, if we don't have any defenses for it, then there's an issue here. Now, that makes an argument in some people's minds for the vaccine. It's a separate issue. I would argue, no, it doesn't. But we'll save that for another discussion because uh, obviously I did not get vaccinated. I have not been vaccinated any time in my adult life, actually, for anything. And uh, I depend upon my natural immunity to get myself back to where it needs to be. So far, it's worked out. And I'm, you know, I'm going to continue to live that way. I'm not telling other people what to do. I'm not here to talk about conspiracies. I don't do that. But uh, that's, that's how I run my life, so I'm going to continue to do so. Now, that being said, though, if a good portion of our population has isolated from each other, has been wearing masks on a regular basis, and I'm not saying that wasn't a bad thing in the beginning when it was much more dangerous, but if we're doing it continually afterwards, we are actually not allowing ourselves to, as we said with the children, play in the dirt. We're not allowing our defenses to come in contact with things that won't kill us but could make us sick or at least give your body a chance to raise its defenses and fight against in a normal, natural process. And in so doing, we are, in my opinion, weakening ourselves and making us more susceptible to a whole host of other issues. Now, in the press now, there's this uh, new thing, monkeypox, that's running around, although they, I just was reading yesterday, they're looking to change the name because it somehow might be offensive to some people. I, I don't necessarily see that. I don't think monkeys were offended. I, I, the, the birds weren't offended during the bird flu and the pigs weren't offended during the pig uh, swine flu. So I don't get quite what that reasoning is. But in any event, regardless of what you call it, my understanding, and I'm not a, an expert, is my understanding is though is that it is not deadly. People are not dying from it. However, the pre-sensitized population is now, let's hurry up and run out and get a vaccine for something that's not going to kill you. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm a little hard-pressed to even make that logic, even if you could state that the vaccine worked. And like I said, that's a separate argument because there's enough statistics out there that could suggest otherwise. But that being said, we have been pre-sensitized to the idea that uh, we need to avoid germs at all costs. And I don't agree with that. You know, in my clinic, when this uh, thing first happened, yes, like everybody else, we put on a mask for ours and our, and our patients' protection. You know, we didn't want to spread. We had lots of patients who were extremely vulnerable with compromised immune systems. And, you know, it wasn't a bad idea to wear one, uh, especially when there's a raging and fairly strong uh, virus running around, as COVID was in its initial stages. Later on, it was just kind of almost a business decision to, uh, you know what, 
people are coming in with a mask. Why even have that discussion with them right now? Let's focus on the discussion of chiropractic, the nerve system, the immune system with the nerve system, and correcting their subluxation. So therefore, uh, if the patient was wearing a mask, we put on a mask. If they weren't, we don't. Well, now, now I'm to the point where, you know what? If they're wearing a mask, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not wearing a mask, period. I want my immune system to be exposed. You know, now it's not like I'm going to go into some kind of a ward where people are all dying of a certain infectious disease and I wouldn't put a, a mask on if it was airborne. Of course I would. You know, or go into a place where you have a bunch of people who are immune compromised and they're in a special sanitized ward. Of course I'd wear a mask to protect them. But as far as the general population goes, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do what needs to be done health-wise and allow my immune system to be introduced to things that would strengthen my immune system because it's exercising, so to speak. Now, there's always a limit to that. I mean, you know, if you live in absolute filth and squalor, you're overdoing what your immune even a healthy immune system might be able to handle. I mean, you look at the, uh, the terrible plagues of the, of the 1500s in Europe. Well, the sanitations were so bad that probably even a healthy immune system had trouble coping with the scenario. Although, keep in mind, not everybody died, but a lot did. So, you know, even with a rationally decent functioning immune system, I want to be able to be exposed to things. I don't want people to go out and cough at my face. That's kind of not cool anyway. I don't like it. But... I do want to be able to breathe the air that other people are breathing. And if in so doing, you know, I get exposed to things, okay, that's how immune systems and nature works, you know. For I don't know how many years um, in my office, and we were a chiropractic office, if, if someone said, oh, yeah, my, you know, and they were bringing their family for care and they said, uh, one of our kids is sick, should we leave him home? No. <laughs> Bring the child in. Let's make sure their nervous system is functioning so that they can do the best they can to fight the problem. Because if your immune system is functioning, your immune, I mean, if your nerve system is functioning properly without interference, your nerve system controls your immune system. So it's one of the things that has an effect on it. It's not the only one, but it's certainly a big one. Maybe the biggest one. The nerve system's function and control over the immune system. So we would routinely tell our people bring the child in. Now, when they brought them in, did I think of wearing a mask? Did I think of telling them, you know what? I don't even think we had a mask. No, I know I didn't. I know we didn't have a mask. I know they didn't have a mask, you know? So it was very, very um, different. And you know what? I would lean over them. They'd be breathing. I would adjust them. And in all the years that I took care of these people, and, you know, I've been under regular chiropractic care, I never missed a day due to sickness. Not one. Now, I make sure my nerve system is checked regularly. I get a, a check for a chiropractic to need a, see if I need a chiropractic adjustment on a weekly basis because I want my nerve system functioning as close to 100% as possible. Not that anybody can be 100%, but I want it as close to 100% as possible. So I get checked on a regular basis. But in all that time, I never missed due to sickness. Now, during COVID, when I caught COVID because of the hysteria and everything else, I stayed home. I did my uh, um, isolation for uh, whatever 
I forget what the time period was back then. I think it was seven days or uh, seven days or three days after a, a negative test or something like that. Whatever the protocol was, I followed it. I didn't want to get anybody upset. Didn't want to have, you know, people threatening that I gave them a disease, even though it's rampant all over the place. So, you know, and I, I saw it as a couple of nice days off anyway. So it was, it was cool. Although first few of them, I was achy and sore and running a little fever and the things that you do through uh, pretty much what most people do through any virus. I, it was unusual for me that it went three days, which speaks to the strength of the, of the COVID virus. Because normally if I become symptomatic with something that other people catch and or it seems that other people are catching it and, you know, they're down for a week, 24 hours and I'm out of it, you know. Um, I have had occasions where, okay, I feel really bad. The next day I go to work, I'm not feeling 100%. By the end of the day, I'm great. And this is before the paranoia of, oh, what germs are you spreading and stuff like that. Although there are always people who've you know, been in that mode that are afraid, and we call them germaphobes. Well, my fear is that we are translating our entire society into germaphobes. And that would have some devastating effects. If as a society we completely avoid germs, I mean, I'm not talking unnecessary risks, but I'm talking about if we just unsocialize and completely avoid germs, anytime we're in a group wearing a mask, we disinfect way too often than we should, we're not exposed to hardly anything, we are really running the weakness, or, you know, the risk of weakening our immune systems. And in so doing, making us susceptible to the next big thing that comes around. I want you to take for a minute now, in the United States, we've never really been uh, overly a germaphobe society until COVID here. So people didn't isolate. We were packed into crowds. So if you go to a sporting event, we're all shouting on each other. And, you know, there was never really any, okay, what does the person behind me have? Well, you don't want them to cough on you. If you feel the wind from a sneeze, it bothers you, you know. But other, because you're worried about the slime, not the germs, I'm sure. But other than that, we weren't overly worried about it. We weren't, you know, we were pretty much exposed to whatever was around us. Well, now I want to take a scenario where an entire population for a year or more has been so isolated that, and I'm not talking about those who defied it and decided to go out. There still were less, less out there with people because less people were out there. Other people were wearing masks, even if you weren't. So it's not like you weren't, you know, you were still being exposed to less your immune system was affected. My immune system was affected, okay? Because what's happening is we're not exposed. So if you take a population like that, okay, and introduce them to something totally different, something like COVID, but not related to COVID because we already had defenses, you know, some form of defenses on an individual and society basis for that. But let's say the next big thing comes along and we've just gone through isolation to where, like a weak muscle with a cast, we are now weaker immune-wise. And then something of the magnitude of COVID hits. Um, I would dare to say the death toll would be a lot higher than a million. I would kind of think that we would be in a scenario where it would be devastating to our population. Because we weakened our immune system. What I'm trying to suggest here is right now, we may be in a scenario where our immune systems are weaker. You know, I noticed people were getting, like I said, I noticed more people seem to be coming down with a variety of 
symptoms related to flu, colds, etc. And it did, to a certain extent, correlate with the beginning of school year, but I think stronger than that. I think the, the actual numbers, although I don't have that kind of statistic offhand, but just uh, as an observation, more people were getting sick than I remember before COVID. And part of it, in my opinion, is that we have isolated to the point where we are now more susceptible. So when we start to mix together again, when our children start to go to school and mix and mingle with each other, we then become more susceptible because we had hidden and not used our immune systems. Now, I understand during the height of this thing, during the most deadly part, you got to take safety precautions. Absolutely. But I think at this point, we're in an overkill situation when we're taking those same precautions for something that's relatively speaking not available. We are now setting ourselves up to have problems long term because what we have done is to overhide our immune systems from everything that is out there. We've basically put a cast on the immune system, we've taken it off, and now, oh gee, why is it so weak? <laughs> Now, I'm not suggesting you run right out there and start smooching up with people who are running a fever. And, you know, let's, just, let's be real about it. I mean, you want to do that, go right ahead if you got consent. You know, we're in a different society now. But, you know, let's, let's be a little realistic here. Don't overprotect your. My recommendation is don't overprotect yourself, but you don't want to underprotect yourself either. You say, oh, wow, what's that mean? You know, that means, you know, Think about it as a common thing. I was in a, a store yesterday, and um, they have samples in this store. They have sample food out and stuff like that. And they actually have that little plate in front of it we have to reach underneath. It was kind of a splash plate or what they used to call a sneeze plate. But uh, there was a, a young kid there with his mother, and the kid is hacking and coughing away, and he's hacking. He's not covering his mouth, and he walks right over while hacking and coughing and grabs one of the samples. Well... You know what? Everybody around looked at it and says, I'm not looking to have any more samples. I'm done. So they like, didn't want because the kid was hacking on him. So yeah, you know, I, I kind of gross. I don't want to eat it either, even if it wasn't a disease thingy. But, you know, I understand the concept here. You know, Let, let's not sneeze. You know, the, the salad bars used to have the sneeze place. Now, there aren't that many salad bars left. A couple of good places disappeared. But the salad bars will have the sneeze plate in case you sneezed. Your snot didn't wipe up in the salad, you know. But also, on a more, you know, biological basis, your viruses and things were deflected to an extent from winding up in the next person's food. And great, that's a good precaution to take because I believe that, you know, that's eating on a salad bar, as healthy as that sound, is not a normal phenomena for exposure to germs. So, yeah, a, a nice little splash bar is a good thing. That doesn't mean that every time we're in a crowd, we'll stick a mask on. No, I want to talk to people. and Not that I can't talk through the mask, but you know what? Experiencing the germs and the viruses and things that they experience in a small enough way allows your immune system to get stronger and stronger. You know, like I mentioned, if we talk about muscles, you don't use it, you lose it. The same thing is true with your immune system. If you don't use it, you lose it. It does get weaker. It will become more susceptible. So my pod, my you know, rant for this this week here is, let's not overkill ourselves. 
Let's not try to protect ourselves so much and all become germaphobes as a society that we are weakening our immune systems both individually and as a species. Let's not get crazy, but let's start to get back to normal. Thank you for listening to this episode of Health Rants. You have been listening to Health Rants. My name is Dr. Bob Braille, and I've been your host. Subscribe to this podcast and join us for future rants on a large variety of subjects related to health and health care. Thank you for listening to Health Rants. Health Rants is sponsored by Braille Chiropractic. Find out more and listen to previous episodes on our website, www.braillechiropractic.com. That's B-R-A-I-L-E chiropractic.com. The opinions on this podcast are meant to encourage discussion on healthcare issues and are not meant as specific medical or healthcare advice. You should only seek health advice from your healthcare professionals. This has been Health Rant.